Welcome to the live Canadian talk show Chat 88's at 8 podcast with your host Curtis LaBelle where I share the power of new music in Canada and I interview a new guest artist from the music industry every week. Join me right now for this next episode. Hi everybody, Curtis here with Chattin' 88's, you know what time it is. Welcome to Chattin' 88's. If you're just tuning in, hey, that's great. Oh, every single week we have a guest. Cause spending time with me, I said spending time with me. I said spending time with me is the best. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Chattin' 88s. I am your host, Curtis LaBelle, and let me tell you how exciting it is to be coming to you live from my studio. Yes, we are in Studio C, and that means I am off of isolation. I have been isolated for the last three and a half weeks, and that's okay. I am healthy. I am good to go, and we are rising to the top. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Oh, I hope everybody's doing well. It is a fabulous time to be a musician right now, actually, uh, amongst everything going on with the pandemic. Let me tell you, I think artists right now have such an opportunity that they can create, especially with contests, uh, how much work and time that they have uh, to be able to create music, uh, promote themselves, and uh, rise above and come together. And our guest tonight is John Muirhead. He is joining me, and we're going to be talking about all of the wonderful things that he's been doing. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for John Muirhead. Hello, everybody. Curtis is such a How are you, my friend? Way. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. You're more than welcome. Thank you for being here. I love the uh, I love the guitars in the background. You're looking fresh. You're looking great. You're looking like you're happy. You're on top of the world. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Man, let me tell you how exciting it is to actually be able to talk to you. Uh, it might not be face to face, but even though we're virtual, we have uh, we met uh, last year uh, during a competition, the shot, and and we've gotten to follow each other on social media. And this is an absolute pleasure to uh, finally get a chance to talk to you. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, the pleasure's all mine. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> no. Um, Oh, my friend, um, what have you been doing since uh, all of this has kind of happened? And look, I've been following you on social media and, and on Instagram and Facebook, and you are just flying high right now with your music. You have uh, Traveler, which has been released. It's on my playlist. I've been blasting it in the house for sure. And and uh, even whenever you're on the road, it's really nice to listen to. Um, how have you been? Like, what what is uh, what's your life like right now? Yeah, well, uh, thanks for listening to Traveler. I've, I've been all right. I mean, it was a shock to all of us when when everything happened back in March. And uh, it was it was pretty difficult to kind of get, get used to uh, this whole new way of things. I was doing a lot of live shows. I was performing uh, in 2019. I did 80 shows across the country. I was traveling around a lot. Um, and uh, I wasn't doing a lot of live streaming or, or social media beyond just kind of sharing some updates here and there. So this year has been a huge learning curve. I really learned to love going live, interacting with people online, and and uh, just kind of embracing uh, the normal for for now. Um, I get a lot of energy from uh, connecting with people during a time where we realize that music is so important, and seeing you know 
what kind of value we can bring as artists uh, through uh, things like social media and, and putting out music videos and all that good stuff. So I've just been trying to embrace everything and I've let go of any expectations because who knows what's going to happen next. So I'm just trying to have as much fun with it as I can. I hear you on letting go of the expectations. I mean, we are responsible for creating our outcome. And especially like I was just saying uh, before we brought you on, I think we as artists right now have uh, such, uh, this is a great time for us to be creative and for us to be taking ownership of what we can do. And you were talking about connection. When we're doing live streams right now, what has been the, like how difficult, I shouldn't say difficult, but What's been the biggest change for you? I mean, I know we're not in front of a live audience, but going from being in front of a live audience and and being recipients of Canadian Folk the Music uh, Canadian Folk Music Award, which is an awesome thing, but now we're we're doing everything streaming. So, what's how's that been for you? Uh in the beginning, again, it was rough. Uh it was I felt I felt very awkward uh on camera and just playing songs and and you know, not having the the typical uh, cadence or, or rhythm of, of a live show where you know you play your song and you applause there's a bit of that banter it was just you play your song and it's just dead quiet and I, I found those moments a little bit awkward but the more I do it um, it's, it's a totally different thing because you can actually interact in real time with people and see people interacting with each other in real time which is so cool sometimes you'll get you know friends being made through uh, a live stream that you're playing or people just uh, talking about a song and uh, you know what they like about it and and uh, you know what they got from the song versus what somebody else got and that's all happening in people's heads when you're playing live but to see it all unfold while you're playing and um you know and, and have a bit more of a casual outlook towards a lot of the live streams i find has been really fun because it's very conversational which you don't get in a, in a performance where there's that barrier between the stage and the performer which has its, uh its benefits as well right of course, we connect with so many more, so much, so, what am I trying to say? We connect with so much more people virtually, uh, you know, people we wouldn't have had in front of us in a live audience because we'd be playing local or doing a tour or wherever we are in our own area until we can, you know, go around the world and tour. But uh, what's it been like for you to connect with people that you've never, ever thought that you would connect with from other parts of the world? How's that been? That's been crazy. So just through, just through, Doing live streams and and you know posting on social media and TikTok and all that good stuff. Um, I've been able to interact with people. I did a single release show for one of my songs, American Cash, and there was people on the chat from Germany and from New Zealand and from all over the place. And that just blows me away to have everyone all together in one place. And you know, hopefully, a sign that uh, you know there's people here in Canada, but also he across the world that that resonate with with what I'm doing. And I think that. Yeah, the internet has been really great for that. I'm sure you have super fans from around the world. Uh, there, there's a couple. It's, it's, it's a small group, but we're growing. You know, it's a tight knit community. So hopefully, uh, you know. Right on, right on. How about you? How's the, the live stream been for you? What have you gotten out of it? Oh, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, I think the challenge for me is just time management and making sure that you put the time into it, right? And and oh, yeah. scheduling it and being on top of it. The live streams are great. I really enjoy In fact, I'm doing one tonight uh, awesome. after the show here with you. Uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm doing it with my drummer. So that's going to be even that much more oh, energetic, yeah. right? Um, yeah. No, and it, the connection, I can certainly say that the connection to audience members around the world, because, you, you know, it's it's literally 
um, endless for the amount of people that can watch because it's on your social media. And and uh, that's one of the really great things about it. Uh, speaking of great things, talk about performing on moving trains. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was part of a program called um, the Via Rail Artist on Board program. So I did three trips with Via and I had two more planned, but then everything, you know, we know what happened in, in March of 2020. But um, I was able to travel uh, to Halifax twice from Toronto and then all the way to uh, Vancouver and back. Um, and uh, basically, the, the program was that. Uh, you traded your performance two times a day on the train. So you you go across the train to the different bar cars and the different uh, rest cars, and you play a set three times a day to these different passengers, and that would pay your fare uh, wherever you were going. So uh, I was able to to see a lot of the, the country that way, or all of the country really, and uh, be able to uh, you know stop in and play shows in different areas as well. So it was great, and I miss it a lot. It was, those were some of the most fun shows because they were similar to a live stream you know you get people casually dropping in who may never heard of you and you know you get a chance to sort of win them over right that's really cool so um as artists we're now having to do promotions for ourselves and bookings and all that stuff how does how would an artist go about uh if if you had to explain to uh one of the great fans that we have that are watching or an emerging artist how do they go about marketing themselves or finding an opportunity to perform on a via rail train yeah so I find that it's a mixture of having a strong community, like the Via Rail. Um, I had seen some of my friends and, and peers that I look up to in the music industry do that program and then reaching out to them and, and asking them. And I find musicians uh, are always you know, uh, very willing to help out and, and share the share the love and, and share the resources. So getting into that was just a direct result of seeing other other friends and other peers doing something that I wanted to do. And, and I asked them. But then in terms of marketing, it's just like finding ways to stay authentic uh, as, as an artist uh, in a way that's going to hopefully draw more fans in through the content that you're putting out, through the, you know, the music that you're putting out, finding a way to, to you know, to frame your music in a way that um, somebody who, who has never heard of you would, would take a chance on it uh, and hopefully stick around. Uh, and that could be through so many methods uh, of marketing. That's just it, right? You want to make sure that you uh, give something of value so that we can keep the art, keep the fans coming back, keep the listeners and the supporters uh, hooked. We want to hook them, right? Um, exactly. Speaking of hooking them, why don't you give us value of, uh, why don't you sing us a song? Tell us a little bit about uh, what it is, the name of it, and uh, we'll turn it over to you. And uh, we'll enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. John singing his first song. Thank you, Curtis. Um, this is a song called Love Can Save Us. And Love Can Save Us is, is my next single that's coming out uh, in the summer. And uh, I wrote this when, uh, not that it's necessarily gotten, gotten much better, but I wrote it in a time where the world seemed like it was, it was falling apart. And uh, it's just a simple phrase uh, that's in the chorus. Love can save us if we let it. Uh, it just sort of popped into my mind and it, it felt, uh, it resonated deeply with me. So here's, here's Love Can Save Us. Take whatever you want from this I am a first date 
You are the first kiss Caught in a rough spot You would fight with Say my name like you're missing me I'm constantly craving your company You reach out a hand like a branch on Love can save us if we let it, if we let it. Love can save us, love can save us if we let it, if we let it. Love can save us, love can save us, save us. Show me what you're made of. missing in-person concerts because I'm missing it like crazy so for this last chorus for this last chorus this is not a live stream show we're doing a, a live taping of chat 88 and we're in a packed venue we're gonna sing along shoulder to shoulder like there's no COVID like it never even happened just like this I say love can save us you say if we let it and if you're in the comments you can say if we let it down there too. It goes like this. Love can save us. Love can save us. If we let it. If we let it. Love can save us. Love can save us. If we let it. Come on, if we let it. Love can save us. Love can save us. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Did you use a cable for that? I did, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> guitar players trying to play in a flat E. <laughs> yeah, we got to do easy with the capos. <laughs> let's let's talk about awesome song, man. It, uh, absolutely beautiful song. Uh, I'm singing in the background. Uh, we didn't. Uh, Cassandra Hennigan has said hi. Uh, so hi to her. Um, uh, thank you for uh, tuning in tonight, Cassandra. Um, absolutely great song. Uh, we can listen to that on your social medias, on your uh, Spotify, all of that as well, correct? That song's actually coming out in the summer. It's, it's a new song. So, uh, oh, if you it's like not it, out yet. Follow, uh, yeah, it's not out yet. It's, uh, it's a premiere here on Chattanooga. Oh, whoop, whoop. okay. Well, we'll definitely, we'll reshare and make sure that we uh, put your socials up and get everybody to uh, follow you on Spotify and Apple Music and uh, YouTube and make sure that we can uh, keep the support going for you as well. Um Let's talk about those lovely uh, guitars behind you. They are uh, looking pretty uh, schnazzy over there. Yeah, thank you. What yeah, you got I, hanging? I'm, What's your choice of guitar? My choice of guitar is actually this one over here I just played at. It's this Simon & Patrick guitar I bought a few years ago when I first started gigging. And it's just been it's been all around with me. It's my, my number one. Um, so uh, I really like this guy. It's a, it's a Squire Jaguar. I got this in high school. And uh, I just uh, I love the look of it. I love I love the like the tone of it. The nice humbucker pickups on it. It's got a beefy sound to it. So, but I'm all over the place. I just bought uh, the bass behind me. I've been kind of just trying to make it feel like a little bit more of a studio here. This is my bedroom. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got to start somewhere, right? They start somewhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right on. Um, let's go back to uh, B flat for a second here. Let's talk about uh, why it's okay. Normally, a guitarist is going to. I mean, okay, the. Um, I don't want to. What am I trying to say here? Normally, you would find a guitar uh, part or guitars written in A, G, D, any any usually common chord or key that has sharps in it. Um, why is it? Why why in your opinion do you find normally? Uh, that you're not going to find a song uh, written without a capo in a flat key. Yeah, it's just the, the tuning of the guitar. I mean, like if I was to play that song specifically, the capo on the third fret there, uh, it, it suited my voice well. Take us through the tuning. Take us through the tuning. Say we don't know anything about guitars and you're the guy that's going to take us through tuning and explain to us. Give us some theory. Right, I'll try my best. So standard tuning for guitar, uh, E, A, D, G, B, E. Uh, and what that means is that there's, with that tuning, there's there's some nice simple ways to, to play certain chords uh, that everybody kind of learns when they when they pick up, uh, especially an acoustic guitar and start strumming along. So you get a lot of common things like a, like songs in C, where you get the C chords and the F and the C and all that good stuff, and, and G and D as well. But what a capo does is that it moves everything up so that all those chord shapes that you learned in your first year playing guitar you can cheat your way through and play them in any key because this sort of moves uh, where the home base is. So uh, what uh, Curtis and I were talking about there was that this song is in B flat, but I'm playing it like I would strum a song in the key of G, um, which basically just makes it a whole lot easier for me and a whole lot harder for the piano player uh, and, and other instruments that I collaborate with. 
So sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I think I, uh, I I think it's interesting, quite the opposite actually. So when I write a song that's in like D flat or A flat or uh, G flat, when I do that, it's usually the guitar player or the other musicians that are going, uh, what am I just capable with, right? <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. That's really funny. <laughs> John, you have been around, you've been really working it on social media. You have like six point some thousand followers on Instagram. Um, I have 600. Um, uh, it, tell us what you have been doing in order to um, connect with these lovely uh, supporters and followers of your followers of yours that are uh, pushing to, uh, you know, get this going for you and helping you on your journey as an artist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the important thing that, that uh, you know, I try to remember too is that, like, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's great to have followers, but it's really, you know, it's a quality over quantity thing too. You know, you have uh, any kind of big, big numbers to, it's, it doesn't change the value of your music and it doesn't change the value of the community you're building. Um, but with that being said, I mean, it's all really just uh, been in the last year, really, that it's, uh, started to grow and that's largely because of uh tiktok actually tiktok was sort of my quarantine project just sharing my music and my stories uh my personality over there and uh, it's been such a huge support network for me uh on that platform and some some of the, the people over there have been migrating over to my instagram uh but in terms of pe keeping people connected i mean uh just you know going live and uh, you know trying to trying to think about the things that I'm, I'm putting out there and I, I know that as independent artists, we're asking a lot from, from the people who support us. You know, there's always a contest to vote in. There's always a new song that's out. There's always this or that, but I think, you know, trying to make it a two sided relationship because there is so many things that, that we ask of, but you know, we hope that we give them the equal or more value and uh, you know, great things in return. So um, that's always a struggle, always a constant kind of, uh, work in progress to try to make sure that you know i'm building a community not just a, a vanity metric to say look at look at these followers you know like um but yeah that's that's it's not an easy process by any means and we have to and i and i speak for myself and i think i speak for other artists as well that you know again we're asking for support we're reaching out to you especially now because we're not selling tickets to a show we're not selling merchandise at a venue etc we are you know we're reaching out in the social world and it makes it a lot it's a little it's harder because people uh you know the the it's everything's in the eye of the beholder and we put the responsibility on uh the individuals that we reach out to whether or not they're going to hit the vote button uh watch a live stream you know there's a lot of say and a lot of support verbally but it's that action that really counts from those fans and supporters on social media i think that um uh, you know keep us going and uh, sharing posts and promoting us that way that we are promoting ourselves, but then it really is the whole team of people that you have behind you, uh, friends, family, fans, etc., that really do help the artist keep going. But in order for us to keep going, we have to create something as a singer-songwriter. Take us through your journey on your uh, process when it comes to creating music. Does the that age-old question, music or lyrics first? Do you write a chord progression? Do you... You know, you said you resonated 
uh, with uh, Love Can Save Us as a, as, a, as a lyric, and then you had a melody with it, and it kind of sat with you, and you went with that. What's your process? How do you evolve as a singer-songwriter on the way that you create music? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I, I'd love to hear your process uh, afterwards as well. But um, for me, it's really just... No, you don't. The, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it starts with like a very simple um, idea. And every song is, is completely different. So um, basically, it's finding that hook, like we mentioned about, about finding an audience. Uh, it's similar to, to finding uh, inspiration. So that hook might be... Uh, a melodic hook it might be a lyrical idea like i mentioned with love can save us um it might just be like a i pick up my guitar one day and a certain riff just feels good under my fingers and i'll say you know i'd love to make a song about that or around that and uh really it's just like i find the inspiration um tends to be the the simplest part you know uh i've got lots and lots of ideas if you look through the the voice notes app on my phone but then it's a matter of determining whether, you know, I'll usually let it sit for a few days once I get a rough outline. And if I never come back to it, then it, it wasn't meant to be. And then the ones that sort of stick in my head and, and I keep playing over and over again, then I'll, I'll determine that that's one that, you know, will take that extra push of writing and editing and, and doing all that stuff later. But uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say, cause I find the good ones, most of the good ones uh, end up sort of just falling falling in my lap, I find. And I, I kind of look back and be like, oh, I can't believe I wrote that. But then uh, some of the good ones, too, take take almost take years sometimes to, to refine and get to the way that we want. Can you tell when you're here's here's a loaded question. Can you tell? I mean, we know a good song. We know a great song. We know when a song doesn't work. We know when it's cheesy. We do, you know, or well, we do that. We try to know. Do you know when you are writing a hit? Do you know when you're writing a good song? Do you know when you're writing a bad song? Do you know when you're writing something that is just like that should have never have been written? <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like I can usually tell the, the direction it's going. I try not to get too in my head about it because, for example, if I, if I start to think, oh, this is going to be like uh, an awesome, it's going to be the, the show closer, like banger of a tune. And then I'll start getting in my head and it'll, it'll influence, you know, how I'm writing it. Uh, but definitely sometimes those ideas, like if I think that this song is going to be, you know, the saddest, the saddest ballad I've ever written, you know, then, then maybe it'll help me get into that head space. And I can usually sort of tell as it's progressing, I guess, which, which direction it's going. But I try, I try a little bit, especially recently to, to just kind of let go. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's certain songs that I've finished that have ended up being, uh, resonated well with with my audience that I've thought while I was writing like okay this this one's this one's a keeper so you use your audience as a gauging uh as 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 a gauge form in order to help you continue on right one of them for sure i think yeah yeah like um i mean you can never tell though because this is kind of goes back to the whole like numbers thing and and talking about following and stuff is that uh, I've got a song called This Distance that um, I thought it was most, you know, one of the most heartfelt and, and uh, true, honest songs that I'd ever written. And I put it out in early 2019 and it, and it just kind of sat there. It didn't really do a whole lot. You know, I got some nice, nice messages from some people, but it, it just kind of sat there. And then uh, this year, just through uh, my growing community on TikTok and stuff like that, it actually uh, rose from one of the, you know, 
lower played songs to the highest played song that I that I have on on streaming platforms. So I don't think the audience resonation re, like how much the audience resonates is necessarily the best uh, best way. I think we have to be as true as we can to uh, to ourselves as artists and let let the other stuff be extra. Right. I agree with you on that. I think you could have, you know, the audience is, um, <laughs> the audience changes every day, if you will, I think. Uh, one minute they'll be enjoying this song and what I think I might be writing as, as the, you know, I'm like, oh, this is the best song I've ever written may not be, uh, you know, in the eyes of the audience. And then they'll gauge and be like, oh, this isn't. But again, you've connected, uh, again, social platforms are extremely important. You've just, you know, you've, you've clarified that on your TikTok platform, you have you know, taking a song by engaging with the audience and moving it up to a whole new level, not even thinking that that's, you know, what was going to be. So I think it's a lot of the above, social media, audience, how you connect and everything of the sorts. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So I really hope you're going to play your next song, uh, the one that I would like you to play, but then again, it'll be your own decision. Uh, can you just really quickly shout out the name? Uh is it Traveler? Yeah. Okay. It'll be Traveler. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is your latest song, right? I put out one other single um, after that called American Cash, but uh, it is. Oh, my, okay. But Traveler was uh, is very recent. Yeah, it came out this year, which is super exciting. Great music video. Great song. It's uh, folky. It's. It's Canadian. It's John Muirhead, Muirhead at its finest. Uh, it is uh, a, a definite uh, liked song on my playlist. Ladies and gentlemen, John Muirhead with his single, Traveler. Thank you so much, Curtis. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad that you like it and it's on your playlist. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this song called Traveler. Pages of a novel 
Thank you so much. I love that song. It just, I, that's a song I would uh, listen, you know, while I'm camping, while I'm fishing, uh, just that whole, it's really got that earthly um, connection to travel, you know, as cliche as it sounds, to traveling. Like you've really captured a story and you've captured it not just with the lyrics, but definitely with the way the music is written and the style of it. So props to you, kudos to you. Well done and uh, great work, my friend. Great work. Thank you so much, Curtis. I really appreciate that. You're so welcome. Um, we have come to the end of our show, but before we do, I forgot to ask you where, tell us lovely, you know, we, we actually had a couple, we have some uh, uh, chats going on here. So uh, Cassandra, we'll bring this up again. Cassandra, wonderful song. And it was great to hear a new song. Yay for us. Uh, my drummer actually is online. He's like rock on with the music. Yeah, man. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. And uh, one of our true loyal, um, uh, I just about said customers, <laughs> one of our true fans who's been watching every show pretty much since the day we started. Uh, we're in season two now, so this is fantastic. Uh, Donovan is a uh, great tune. So, uh, you know, you have fans all over uh, the Globe, I'm sure, and you have fans here in our neck of the woods. Speaking of neck of the woods, tell us where you're from. Where is hometown? Um, so I'm I'm streaming from my hometown of Georgetown, Ontario, which is uh, just uh, about an hour outside of Toronto, uh, just to the east of the city, or west of the city, sorry. 
<laughs> oh, fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Georgetown, one of these days, you know, I'm going to, I cannot, I, I'm so excited for the day that we can travel and we can get back to it because I, 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 have, I have gained so many friendships over this last year and a bit that I'm going to have to spend a year just going to everybody's place, catching your shows, hanging out, having fun, maybe uh, doing a show together and just like um, reconnecting in a connection and a connection. It's just going to be, again, the roaring twenties is going to be great. Uh, John, give us a piece of advice for uh, as singer songwriters out there. What is the most important thing to you right now that you can share with us on your journey or uh, that you can um, give some advice for uh, any artist out there right now who's starting out or has been a professional for 30 plus years. Yeah. My biggest advice that's kind of coming full circle is that, you know, when I started performing, um, I did it before I was ready, you know, before I just had these songs that I wanted the world to hear. And I, and I went out and I didn't, you know, I've over the years I've, I've progressed and you can hear it in real time. Uh, if you listen to my discography from when I started to now, you, you can hear me progress. And I'd say, don't wait until you're ready. If you have something to share, just go do it. Uh, and it'll all turn out. And, you know, the, it's, you don't have to write a hit on your first song or even your 200th song. You know, as long as it feels good to you, just go for it. And, and don't wait till you're ready because you'll become ready. Well said. You you know, I agree 100%. Don't wait. Get your product out there. Record from wherever you are, whether it be your bedroom, a studio, in your car, or outside being a traveler. Absolutely. <laughs> See what I did there? No. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, John, thank you so much. Friend, you have been amazing. I am so honored to finally get a chance to speak with you. Uh, and uh, eventually down the road, soon enough, we will be uh, performing in the same room. It'll be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Uh, thank you, my friend. And we will uh, catch up with you soon. Uh, quickly, uh, really quickly, where can we find you on social media? What are we following? For sure. Uh, well, first of all, I just want to say a huge thank you for having me on the show. Uh, yes to all those things. It's a great thing you're doing with this show. So keep it up. Um, you can follow thank me you. everywhere, Instagram. Facebook, uh, it's all under my name, John Muirhead. TikTok, it's at John Wright Songs. Uh, and Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Wherever you decide to follow me, uh, say hi, and uh, we can start a chat and uh, become friends. Yay, I love it. We like friends. Thank you so much, John. We'll get you to bow out, and uh, we'll finish off here with the show. All right, appreciate it. Have a good night. Have a great night, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest for tonight, John Muirhead, please be sure to follow him on social media, show him some love and support, and listen to his music. Uh, he's got some great tunes out there, just like this one. Thank you for tuning in tonight. We had a lot of fun. That's right. Every single week, we have a guest. Cause spending time with me, I said spending time with me, I said spending time with me is the best. Have a fabulous evening, ladies and gentlemen, and we, we will see you next week. Take care, be safe, and um, eat ice cream. That's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to Chattin' 88's at 8 Podcast with your host, Curtis LaBelle. And remember, you're only as good as the last thing that you do. So own every minute of what you put out. <laughs>